It's time for Dodger baseball. The sports department at WFUV and the history behind it are a story largely untold. That is, until now. The voices that have shaped the student-run station for the last seven decades dive into their time at Rose Hill. This is the Off the Air Podcast, the legacy of WFUV Sports. Already episode 12 of Off the Air. Emmanuel Barbari, Nick DeLuca with you. This week, someone who took a little bit of a different path, Tom Winter of NBC. Yeah, for sure. A different path, Emmanuel, and somebody who's an NBC News investigative reporter and not customarily the type of guest that we get on Off the Air, but a unique perspective that he has to offer in doing both news and WFUV sports. We've talked to previous guests who have really emphasized the traits that you develop in getting both perspectives of news and sports and really excited for a great conversation with Tom Winter. And speaking of news and sports, Tom, definitely someone who went into Fordham and WFUV and had an open mind, took advantage of a wide variety of what FUV has to offer. Tom definitely did take advantage of a wide variety of things, doing news, doing sports. And I think that's a common thread with many of the guests that we have on this show. It is the mentality of, I will do anything that is thrown my way, taking advantage of every opportunity that is possible because it will lead you in a direction that will develop you and advance your career. I think that that's going to be the same case with Tom. And it's just the ability to apply different skill sets, whatever you learn from news and can apply to sports and vice versa. I think that that's been extremely important for a lot of the guests that we've been able to talk to. And I would expect that Tom is going to talk about that as well. Excited to chat with Tom. Before we do that, let's learn a little bit more about this week's guest on Off the Air. This week on Off the Air, Tom Winter. A 2005 Fordham graduate, Tom served in both the news and sports department at WFUV where he produced award-winning coverage of live sports broadcasts. Following his time at Rose Hill, Winter became an assignment editor for NBC, where he covered breaking news and aided in the coverage of the 2004 and 2008 elections. From there, Tom transitioned to NBC News, where he worked as a producer on programs including The Today Show and NBC Nightly News. Right now, Winter is in his seventh year as an NBC investigative reporter, specializing in crime, terrorism, corruption, and counterintelligence. Here's the Off the Air podcast with Tom Winter. Thanks for having me, guys. Tom, this pandemic has changed a lot for a lot of people's work, especially in the journalism broadcasting field. How has it impacted you specifically? Well, it's impacted us in a, in a lot of ways. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. When, when you look at what we've been able to do here from a standpoint of broadcasting, that in and of itself has been an enormous change. I mean, typically on the floor that I'm on, uh, there are uh, given, you know, on any given day, there's a 
probably upwards of a couple of hundred people. There's uh, dozens of people in studios and 20 to 25 people in control rooms. You know, all that's going away. Uh, the company made a, a very quick and uh, very fast decision to work from home, to social distance, to do all of that. But in television, uh, even more so than in radio, the, the amount of uh, technical staff that you need to be able to uh, switch the video, to light uh, the studios, to run cameras, um, it's a lot of people. And so to set up all that at home, uh, our folks at our uh, Long Island City operation, which does all of our uh, field technical work, and then the technical folks here at 30 Rockefeller Plaza have done uh, an incredible job. So for me, it's changed things in that there's a lot less people around. Um, I'm doing my own miking, I'm doing my own, you know, earpieces and things like that. Those are very small hardships uh, given what everybody else has had to deal with. So that's the first thing. From a standpoint of reporting, you know, I'm not a health person. I'm not a medical guy. I can't stand the, uh, the doctors and I don't like needles. So uh, typically not something that I would jump in and, and help out with. But what's made this so different and so unique is the way that it hit the New York first responders and first responders in Boston. Uh, to, to a degree there as well and in other parts of the country. And really uh, the FDNY, uh, which I cover, uh, is part of my beat in covering first responders, law enforcement uh, agencies, things like that, um, because they were so hard hit with the virus, but also because they were handling so many patients at record call, 911 call volume for weeks on end uh, at the heart of the pandemic back in the spring, uh, provided some unique insights as far as what they were seeing about the virus. So it really became a public health, public safety, um, just general public service at that point to tell people, look, this is what uh, one of the world's most recognizable fire departments and, and EMT services is, is dealing with. You know, the same folks that went into burning buildings on 9-11 are, are dealing with COVID and they were hit hardest and first. And so there were a lot of observations that they made a lot of really important work um, and a lot of really important uh, data sets that came out of that uh, from those agencies. So it was really important, I felt, to get that information out to the public. And, you know, it was really an all hands on deck. So I was going to mayoral press conferences. I was watching press conferences from the governor's office on particular subject matters that I might not normally do. Uh, but I was paying attention to that. And then right after that, we had the, uh, the incident uh, with George Floyd in his death in Minneapolis at the hands of police officers. So that was something very important to cover and obviously protests and riots that went across the country. And so uh, those were things that uh, is somebody who covers policing, not only what happened with uh, in the George Floyd incident, but also uh, what was going on with protests. All those things were so important. So for me, uh, the company was gracious enough to let me continue to come into the office. That's where I'm talking to you from today. Uh, actually, my boss's office. <laughs> so I've been able to carve out a little bit more real estate for myself just uh, so that I'm isolated also from everybody else. Um, it's allowed me to get on air whenever there were, I mean, there was one day where the 911 call volume in New York City was so bad. Uh, they were pleading for people not to call 911 unless it was an absolute medical emergency. By being here, I was able to take that information, quickly get it out, quickly get on MSNBC, quickly get it to NBCNews.com. And that was because I was uh, able to be in the building. So uh, those are all important things. And, and so for me, you know, there's obviously all the hardships that all of us had to, have had to go through some more than others. Uh, but for a big, for me, a big part of my job is to continue to cover the agencies that I normally cover and, and making sure that the information is, is getting out to the public. And so uh, from that standpoint, the mission didn't necessarily change at all. I think in a lot of these conversations, there's a lot of talk about the limitations that COVID brings. But 
some people have said that there are certain aspects of the change of doing things remotely has actually benefited them or they mm -hmm. like a certain uh, a certain way that something goes when you have to do it remotely. Have you found something that, that you sat there and said, hey, I actually like doing this better on Zoom as opposed to doing it in person or the way I had previously done it? Uh, I wish I could be one of those people, but if, <laughs> but answering honestly, absolutely not. You know, a huge part of my job in, in doing what I normally do on a day-to-day on -day basis is talking to people. Uh, it's much easier for me to be in court to cover a court proceeding. It's much easier for me to uh, meet with people that uh, provide us with information, critical information, uh, both in the spokesperson capacity and, and folks that speak to us that are not in the spokesperson capacity, leaders of agencies, uh, people that are in the in, in kind of uh, the, just a little bit lower in the totem pole than at the top of those agencies, but uh, very much involved in the decision-making process, very much involved in key aspects of of what's going on. Meeting in person, having those personal relationships doesn't make a difference whether you're in news or in sports. Being able to uh, see people and speak with them and have a better understanding of what's going on is so important. So uh, I've hated this, <laughs> frankly. Uh, it's not been anything that I've enjoyed from, from a standpoint of doing Zoom calls. I miss working with my colleagues tremendously, but look, it's what we have to do. Um, you know, the way that we used to work would be uh, would be dangerous from a health standpoint if we continued doing that. So uh, I understand it, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that uh, I have to like it. So um, I, I miss seeing people. I miss traveling. Uh, I miss uh, covering uh, covering cases and, and going to various police departments and law enforcement agencies across the country. Um, and so that's that's uh, it's been difficult. Tom, you've had a long career in news investigative reporting. Flashing back to your time at Fordham and WFUV, was there a moment or a realization where you said that this is something you're really interested in and you like to go into news over something like sports? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering uh, what happened one-on-one -on -one and why we're doing a news hour at this point um, and, and why the heck are you speaking with me? Um, I, I think look, a couple of great things uh, came out of my experience. A number of great things came out of my experience at Fordham. Uh, the first is when I arrived, uh, my first full week in New York City was 9-11-2001. Uh, so obviously the world changed substantially then. And, um, and, and the world has not stopped changing because of some of the, evidence, uh, some of the uh, occurrences and what happened on that day, um, specifically in the, in the world that I'm in now, uh, in the news and law enforcement and terrorism, which has been a huge part of our mission here. Um, in our reporting at NBC News. So I think when you look at it, um, I was very fortunate to have exposure both to sports and to news. Um, working with Bob Ahrens, who used to run the sports department at WFUV, Bob was terrific. Working on the news side with George Bedarki, who's, who's now the news director at WFUV, and uh, at the time, Julianne Welby. All people that were incredibly influential um, in, in my career path, Dennis Elsis, who hosts afternoons at WFUV uh, really taught me a lot about what it means to be a broadcaster. And so I think the, the key things that, that I learned from sports was the, um, the need for preparation. Uh, I learned so often, you know, you guys go and, and you know this because you do play by play, you know, you make your boards, who's, who's who, who's wearing what number, what's their basic background and facts and, and what are their basic statistics. And I learned uh, from, from what I did in sports and engineering and producing a lot of the broadcasts, how important that preparation was, how important it was to have an understanding of what you're going to be covering before you actually cover it, 
you know, the news is very unpredictable. And that was one of the things I learned from WFUV news, which is um, you never know what, when I would anchor in the afternoons, uh, what we would do at three o'clock would be totally different by six o'clock. Um, but I think there's a lot of preparation that you can do ahead of time to have basic background knowledge of facts. It doesn't make a difference whether you're going into the fourth quarter or doesn't make a difference uh, when somebody's indicted who's the advisor to the president at 9 a.m. Um, if you know the players and you know the people that are involved ahead of time, it makes it that much easier uh, to start to get ahead and to cover it. And so that was one of the real advantages of having both sports and news experience when I was at WFUV. I think uh, in part, the events of 9-11, uh, the events that followed it in the world, um, obviously what happened in Iraq with the war uh, and, and other events that, that happened um, that I witnessed kind of steered me toward news. I just felt like it was a very important time in the country and I felt a, a calling and a draw to news uh, to be able to start to understand those things. I didn't know exactly at that point what I wanted to do in this field. And over time, I, I came to love investigative reporting and the, and the type of work that I do now every single day. How do you feel that the perspectives that you gain in work in, in working in both sports and news helped you in your career as you went forward? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the great things about sports is, and you guys know this, it's one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you're doing the 10, 30, 50, and uh, somebody hits a home run in the middle of that. And, and on the fly, you're adding that piece of information. Uh, you're, you're at a game and you know what you think, okay, these are going to be the two key players on, on each team at a basketball game, or, uh, we're going to follow this quarterback, uh, for, for, for Fordham. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he, he breaks a bone in the middle of the first quarter and okay, that, <laughs> that plans out the window that happens all the time in news. Um, you know, you think that a case is going a certain way. You think you're going to be getting a certain court filing and all of a sudden there's new information in there. And it totally changes the way that the trajectory of the case totally changes the trajectory of a specific event. And so one of the things that I learned so much uh, from, from sports uh, was to be able to just adjust on the fly, take that information in, digest it, and be able to, to turn it around in a way that hopefully makes sense for the folks that are watching. Uh, that, to me, is, uh, was a key, one of the key things that I learned at, at, at Fordham. On the news side, you know, I also learned an awful lot from a standpoint of, of writing a clean script, of being direct, and, and also trying to develop a delivery. It's something um, uh, that you all will learn. It's something that you work on every single day, uh, and it's something that you always seek to perfect and, and master. But it's, uh, it's, it's key stuff that I, that I learned. So, you know, having that sports background and that unpredictability and being comfortable with it, uh, was was really important. You've been a part of award-winning coverage of events like Hurricane Sandy, Sandy Hook, the, the mm -hmm. Boston Marathon bombing. Although these are difficult events to cover, how compelling is it to cover those those darker moments and be a part of that? Well, I think uh, I, I appreciate that question because I think uh, they are very dark moments. I think that um, the sadness, the profound sadness that was uh, felt at uh, Sandy Hook um, and what happened at Newtown Elementary is something that'll never leave me, never leave anybody that was there uh, moments after it happened. Um, I was w the first person on the scene from NBC News uh, because I was based in New England at the time. And uh, just moments behind me was, was the cavalry, so to speak, to, to cover that. That was very difficult. Um, it was really sad to see the, the, what happened with Hurricane Sandy. That was certainly certainly terrible. And then Boston, you know, somebody who's originally from New England, uh, grew up in Rhode Island, certainly uh, had been to Boston a number of times uh, when I was younger. 
um, to see what happened there that day, to, to feel it, to be there through the manhunt, all very important events, uh, all events that have changed me. Um, but it's also an honor. It's an honor to say, um, you know, in those events, uh, there were tremendous personal, uh, tremendous personal sacrifice, but also uh, real moments of personal triumph, uh, whether it be the efforts of law enforcement in Boston to, to capture those two those two bombers um, or, or to kill them in, in the inc instance of Tamerlan Tsarnaev. When you look at uh, what the families dealt with and, and how they grieved and, and dealt with that process in, in Sandy Hook and, and then what the whole region kind of came together uh, with Hurricane Sandy, you look at all those things and you say, look, I get to tell these people's stories. I get to look into what in, in my role as an investigative reporter, uh, what happened there that went right, uh, what happened there that went wrong that can be learned from, and, uh, and, and what are some of the things that people need to know to understand it? You know, I look at the Boston Marathon case in particular, and that was really a moment uh, that was a real wake-up call for America, this idea that, foreign, that terrorist attacks in the U.S. were going to come from a foreign organization getting on planes or arriving here, well-coordinated to this kind of inspired through the internet and create your own device, create your own attack. Um, and obviously we saw a number of instances, very deadly incidents that followed Boston. Boston was really kind of that ringing of the bell that we're in a new paradigm when it comes to terrorism. So um, I, I think it was important for people to know that, to understand it and to cover that trial um, and to, to witness uh, firsthand what those victims went through and to be able to tell their stories so people understand uh, this is why so much of their tax dollars goes to preventing these types of attacks. Um, and also, what can we learn uh, from uh, from mistakes that may have been made uh, is just so important. So for me, I look at it as an honor, frankly. When you're tasked with covering some of these really difficult events, the Boston Marathon bombings, Sandy Hook, how difficult is it for you personally just to try and weed through the emotion of what's going on and how scary some of these moments might be to deliver and do your job about what's really going on? Well, everybody handles it uh, differently. I mean, I think I'm fortunate. I work with a tremendous group of people here at NBC News, particularly in the investigative unit. Uh, Jonathan Dean's reporter here, who's well known in New York City, uh, and every day gets uh, better and better known across the country, is a tremendous law enforcement reporter, really understands it, very well respected. Same with my colleague who handles, as my job, but on the West Coast, Andrew Blankstein, uh, and then Pete Williams, who's uh, kind of the dean of our, uh, <laughs> the dean of of justice, uh, the Justice Department reporting and the Supreme Court reporting. Uh, those are three colleagues and, and we have tremendous editors and managers here um, and, and also other researchers and producers that I work with. You really lean on each other uh, as a way to kind of, um, to, to get through those moments when, yeah, you see some really tough stuff. Um, and, and so you develop those relationships over the years. There's also a, um, a moment of true focus. At that moment, I'm not really thinking about necessarily, I'm paying attention very, uh, to what's happening, but I'm, I'm hyper-focused on the reporting and being accurate. There is just a tremendous amount of, uh, I was speaking with somebody at federal law enforcement just before we, we spoke here today uh, about the tremendous amount of misinformation that is out there. Um, and that is a huge challenge. Look, you see it sometimes in sports, you know, trade rumors and, and, uh, and free agency signings that don't happen, trades that are, that are totally bogus. The amount of misinformation that we see in news right now is incredibly high. And so uh, at that moment when an incident like that happens, our prime focus is being correct, being accurate, getting the information out quickly so people understand immediately what is actually occurring. 
and not allowing this misinformation to, to, to cloud. And so NBC spends a lot of money on uh, making sure that we have the right resources, uh, that we can travel and, and, and have relationships in place in advance. Um, and I think it's an investment that's paid off. You mentioned Bob Ahrens earlier, the great Bob Ahrens. <laughs> Which principle from him has helped you the most throughout your career? Well, I, <laughs> we'll spend another 20 minutes on this if I, if I go into all of it. I think to, to narrow it, to, to specifically answer your question, I, Bob really preached a uh, professionalism uh, that I think I needed to hear at that time and a preparedness that I think was really important and is still important to me to this day. So I think Bob showed an, uh, a lot of patience with all of us. <laughs> I think uh, maybe all three of us can, can share a laugh about that. Uh, had a lot of patience with me and, and really started to teach me what it was like to be a professional. So I think uh, from that standpoint, uh, there was a, uh, a lot that I learned. And then that, that, that being prepared, you know, you don't just show up to a game and say, oh, the quarterback throws the ball and somebody catches it. Who, who's throwing the ball? Who's catching it? How many catches have they had? What's our situation? That, that awareness of what's going on and, and trying to take that in consistently as far as, you know, what's actually important with this case and, and who are the players that are involved and to be able to speak to that a total recall off the top of your head or, or how to prepare and organize your notes. Uh, those basic lessons, uh, as much as I've tweaked them and, and, and made things my own and my own method to my own madness, um, those things have really stuck with me, that, that preparedness of being a professional. When you mention Bob Ahrens, very often for many of our alumni, there is a story that comes to mind or that accompanies <laughs> your interactions with Bob Ahrens. Tom, I'll give you the floor. Do you have a Bob Ahrens story? <laughs> I have a lot of Bob Ahrens stories. Um, and all of them, I, I say that and I chuckle because, you know, Bob's such a, a unique personality and, and a unique character. Um, so I say that with a, with a lot of uh, appreciation and a, and a lot of love for Bob. Um, I think Bob was very good when things went wrong to, he would certainly address them in the moment. But I think it was the day or two afterwards that Bob would uh, be able to sit down with you. And I know there was a time where uh, I was very anxious and very aggressive to uh, to try and get on air more, and I thought that that was the um, kind of the path to all success in life. And you know, Bob really took me aside and said, "You know, you got to be patient, and you got to take your time, and it's going to be a, a journey. Um, it'll be a long journey, but it'll be a good journey to get to wherever it is that you actually end up, um, which is not what I when I walked into Fordham thought uh, would be here." And I think, you know, looking back at it as a kid, if I had told myself that this is where I would be at my age, um, I, I would be and I am. I've, I feel like, you know, I've, I've hit dreams. So um, Bob really helped, helped me get there. I, there were other stories, you know, Bob uh, yelling down the phone line, um, Bob, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting very excited about a lot of different things that were going wrong. And I think one of the things that I learned from that was just, you know, this is somebody who cares and what we're doing is serious. And Bob really understood the reputation and the example that we have to set uh, at, at WFUV and, and why we are so different from, from many other places. So uh, yeah, there was a lot of stories of Bob wondering what was going wrong or uh, there was a laughing fit that broke out between myself, Mike Ratty and Ben Schrader, two 
you know, incredible broadcasters and, and two successful alums and, and now in their own careers and, and with families. And we just could not stop laughing. And Bob really took me to task as their producer and, you know, said, look, this is serious. You know, we, we might we might be having a fun moment in the in the broadcast booth, but, but we're here to train for our careers and for the rest of our lives. So um, I don't know if I could use all the language that Bob shared with me that day. Uh, certainly not on air, but uh, but but. You know, it was the, the broader lesson, uh, as, might, as much as we were killing ourselves laughing about it after the fact, the broader lesson definitely sunk in and sunk in quickly. You referenced those origins. And one way we normally leave our podcast guests off with is so many people come to Fordham or FUV with an idea of what they want to do or what they want to achieve. What would be one piece of advice you would give to someone who's considering Fordham or considering FUV as to as to a mantra that they could keep in their minds moving forward. I think if you're, if you're in high school right now and you think I want to get into broadcasting sports news, uh, uh, music, whatever's your, your interest. I, I think one of the important things about WFEV is that it provides you an opportunity to, to really learn and touch a lot. Uh, you know, you can get a great engineering uh, experience and background with George Evans and, and Jimmy O'Hara. Those guys are great. Um, you can, you can learn a lot in many different aspects of live production with, you know, with sports, play-by-play, um, -play, color, also doing, you know, more kind of, I would say, news reporting within the sports world. So what's going on with teams? Beat reporting is so important. It changed my career as a, as a beat reporter focused on law enforcement. I don't think people understand that enough. You have your broadcasting, you have your broadcasting of live events, uh, but being a, being a reporter who can consistently deliver uh, new information, on a beat is so important and really differentiates yourself um, from from a lot of other people. So I think you can learn that too. On the news side, man, you know you're in New York City, uh, one of the news capitals on the on the planet, and then and then you get an opportunity to learn in a in a great environment and learn the right way uh, with George. Uh, so I think if you're considering a career and you don't know quite where you're going to go in broadcasting, just know that you'll be exposed to the best of it at WFEV and at Fordham. And I think that's the thing that people need to know. A pleasure catching up with Tom Winter. And Nick, it's fascinating to hear his perspective on some of the darker events he's been fortunate enough to cover in his career. Yeah, for sure. And I asked him the question, and it was pretty striking, the answer about how he keeps his composure through some of these things. And I'm sure that that comes with the experience, but also how WFUV helped him prepare for those moments. He talked about the preparation, whether it be a game board or being prepared to go into a courtroom and understand who's going to be there or the preparation of making sure he's ready to go for any event that he might cover, but also the ability to adjust on the fly. And I think that that's something that is extremely important when you're covering those more difficult events to understand and be able to deal with the whirlwind and all of the things that are going around you. I think that WFUV, you can tell, really helped him as he would go on to cover those events. And Tom, also someone who had a lot of interactions with the great Bob Ahrens and someone who really understood what Bob was trying to instill in his students. For sure. And I think that those ideas of the preparation and the ability to adjust on the fly were some of those things that Bob instilled and he really took hold. And you can tell, and you know this as well as I do, as well as Tom, how important those traits are. And Bob is one of the best in the business, if not the best in the business at training the people 
that, that he works with to be ready to go and understanding how to deal in any sort of situation. And that goes from the preparation to the adjusting on the fly to the variety of roles that he took on. And even when he got into the professional world, he was producing before he was becoming an investigative reporter. So somebody who was really eager to take on any opportunity that he could get and taking hold the message that Bob was trying to convey. And you can see that it has served him well as he's gone on from WFUV. You can catch new episodes of Off the Air every week on WFUVsports.org and wherever you get your episodes. For this week's episode of Off the Air and Nick DeLuca, I'm Emmanuel Bavari. We'll catch you next week. This is the Off the Air podcast.